everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. On this podcast, I encourage you to say yes to building a business and a life that you love. I offer faith-based coaching to women who are ready to take ownership of their lives so that they can live abundantly, body, mind, and soul. I help you take every thought captive so you can overcome limiting thoughts and take inspired action. If you're looking for clarity, confidence, coaching, and community, you've come to the right place. Your best life is waiting for you. This is your invitation. What do you say? Yes or yes? I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. I am talking to Megan Huff today. Megan has been a client of mine for a long time. She's a member of Team Yes, and she is the founder of Breathe, Flow, Grow. Breathe, Flow, Grow is all things yoga, meditation, and mindfulness for families and individuals. Megan is extremely gifted with teaching kids how to practice mindfulness and how to come out of an anxiety attack or a stressful moment and how to really just be in touch with their body and their breath. And it's so powerful. And you are just going to love hearing from her. She's got so many great insights. She teaches classes online and in person, and she's going to walk us through an exercise today that you can do for yourself or you can do with your kids. And it's just so helpful. If you're in the middle of an anxiety attack or a stressful moment, or maybe there's something going on at home and it's kind of chaotic, um, Megan just helps with what to do in those situations. So um, I can't wait for you to listen to Megan and learn from her and actually participate today in something that I think will um, just be a lasting tool you can use in your own life. So without further ado, here is Megan Huff. Hi, Megan. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I am so excited to talk to you. I love what you're up to. I love what you're doing. Can you just kind of introduce yourself and tell people about what you do? Yeah, sure. Well, um, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, second of all, my name is Megan Huff. I um, am the founder and the teacher for Breathe, Flow, Grow Yoga. And so it's a kids and family yoga um, company, if you will, and website. And so I teach, oh my gosh, I teach online and in-person children's yoga classes, online and in-person adult yoga classes, as well as aerial yoga classes. I do classes, privates, and then I provide a ton of resources out on my various social media and uh, websites and that kind of stuff. I want to make all the stuff that I do available to parents and families everywhere. So Oh, okay. I love that. And I think it's so important. I'm so excited. We're talking during mental health awareness month. Um, I think, you know, just the things that you teach are real tools for life. Like I wish I would have had some of these tools when I was younger. So I love that you teach kids about mindfulness. Can you talk a little bit about mindfulness? Cause for me, like, I think I used to get it confused. Like what is meditation versus mindfulness? Yeah, sure. And, um, so one, yes, same thing. This is why I do this is because, oh my gosh, I wish I would have had these tools as well growing yeah. up. Um, 
Yeah. So many choices I think that I would have made differently. <laughs> right. So, I- um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so mindfulness is really, I mean, in the simplest form, mindfulness, mindfulness just means to pay attention. You're being mindful. I mean, you might tell your child sometimes, you know, Hey, you know, be, be mindful of your surroundings or, you know, watch what you're doing, that kind of thing. It's the same thing. So with mindfulness and mindfulness activities, what we're doing is basically paying attention to, let's say, um, you know, an emotion or a feeling, or we're paying attention to um, our bodies when we're doing a movement. We are noticing how we feel like if we did a mindful breath, for example, we would be breathing in really nice and deep and exhaling. We are paying attention to our breath. Are we taking a full breath and then letting it all go? And then of course, I love to talk to children afterwards about, well, how did that breath make you feel when you're finished breathing? Does that feel a lot better? You know, and maybe we try to pretend to breathe really fast and then see how we feel. Now we feel really hyped up and we don't feel so good, but when we breathe nice and slow, it calms us down. It calms our body down. And I think a lot of times what happens is people hear the word mindfulness. They hear the word meditation. They get a little scared. I have people all the time like, oh, I can't meditate. I'm like, well, what we're doing is really mindfulness. You can use mindfulness to get into a meditation. You're using it as a focus on your breath, for for example, but it's really not anything um, scary. It's not anything complicated. It's, It's literally just paying attention. You can do mindful walking. You can just go for a walk either by yourself or with your kids, you know, take, leave the cell phones and the devices, everything behind and just notice everything around you. Mindful eating is really fun to do as well. You know, biting into something you've never tried before and talking about it. So it's it's a lot easier than it, it sounds. A lot of people get really intimidated when they say that word and I'm like, it's actually really easy. So I love that you explained it that way because it, it is easy and it's so accessible. It's accessible for any of us at any time. And I was just talking to someone else about anxiety and like having anxiety attacks and how a lot of times in the middle of that kind of panicky feeling, if you can just stop, like pause and be aware. Right. And so, like you said, mm-hmm. pay attention and notice. And I think if we teach kids when they're younger to notice how their body's reacting or how their body's feeling, like what, because that deep breath that they just took can totally calm their central nervous system, but they don't need to know all of that. They just need to know that that breath feels good. Yeah. So I'll use my daughter for an example with this. Um, so she too, um, suffers from anxiety. And so we're teaching her to notice her body when she starts to, when that anxiety starts to build, because we all have something, we all have a trigger inside of us. You know, my, for me, it's kind of a tightness in my chest. Right. And I'll start to, and for her, it's a feeling that she gets in her stomach. And so trying to basically notice your, you know, when you are feeling, you're getting a little upset or a little excited or the anxiety starting to build, she might feel it in her stomach. And so she knows that that's her time to stop, maybe close her eyes, take a breath. Or if she's in class, she can ask her teacher, um, you know, can I, can I step out into the hallway for a minute to basically catch my breath? And her teacher now knows too, we've worked it out with her teacher that like, if she asks it, she needs to go outside in the hallway to go take a breath. They know exactly what that means. There's a lot of, um, and I've worked with, um, several groups and stuff like that and teaching preschool teachers as well as foster parents on how to incorporate that into the everyday life. Mm-hmm. So it's not a big deal that yeah. just basically like, okay, do we all need to take a breath here? Because I think it's so important that 
one, we're teaching our children this, but we're also doing it ourselves because I know, um, you know, I know that there's times, you know, in, especially my gosh, with all of us being home and everybody being in the house together, there was like, you know, times where I was like, if I hear the word mom one more time today, (laughs) you know, it was like, oh my gosh. But yeah. I felt it build. My daughter came, mom, 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 I need da, 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 da. And I felt it build inside of me. And I just sat there and I was like, mommy needs to take a breath. And she knows what that means. You know, I was like, you kind of have to give mommy a moment because otherwise, you know, mommy's going to go ballistic right now. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, and I do, I sat and breath, breathe and I was actually sitting in my kitchen. I sat there, stared at the wood grain on my kitchen cabinet. I just watched the grain. I kind of followed it with my eyes and I just sat and breathed. Yeah. Like a minute later, I was like, all right, baby, what do you need? So she knows too, but yeah, it's, it's, it's as simple as a breath, but also, yeah, like you said, don't, you don't have to teach them all the science and the, the rigmarole that goes with it. It's when you feel this tightness in your tummy, you know, go get a drink of water, go, go for a walk, you know, maybe stop and take a breath, close your eyes, put your head on your desk. If you're at class, you know, ask the teacher, you know, if I can, you know, take a moment outside that kind of thing. So that's why it's so important to just you know, constantly having it in their lives, but showing them and showing the example as well. Well, and I I love that you brought up like us being home all together, like for the last year Mm -hmm. and hearing mom all the time. I know so many people can relate to that. And I feel like more than ever, this kind of um, awareness of self and tools to kind of employ when you feel anxiety, this is so necessary now. Like we're hearing like kids are having so much more anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, everything is kind of on the rise and it's like, okay, well, how do we, because we have so many tools at our disposal that just are within ourselves already, like the breath. Right. And Mm -hmm. movement, like, I love that it's breathe, flow, grow. Like, how did you come up with that? And how, like, what kind of started that? Um, so honestly, that's kind of basically how I do my classes. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it kind of worked perfectly. I was like, okay, well, we always, especially with my kids classes, we always start with the breath, then we go into some sort of movement, and then the grow part is the mindfulness. So that's kind of where all of that derived from. And I like like short, simple, I love names of things that um, precisely kind of tell me, like, tell you what we're going to do, right? Yeah. And so it's breathe, flow, grow. We're going to start with a breath, like whatever it is, we need to calm ourselves down. We need to kind of center our bodies. We need to use that breath to kind of get into our bodies, if you will. I know that sounds a little weird, but just to notice, right. Just Mm -hmm. to notice where we're at and where we're at today. And then we flow, there's some sort of movement. So if there's, like you said, if there's an emotion or something like that, that we need to process or get through, sometimes we just need to shake things off. It doesn't have to be yoga, right. It could be a fun little dance move. It could be easy stretches. I always tell kids when they tell me that they don't know how to do yoga or, you know, even parents do it. I'm like, well, do you remember stretches in PE? And they're like, well, yeah, I can do that. I'm like, that's yoga. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, it's super easy, but it doesn't have to be that. Right. And sometimes it's simple movements. I'm, um, you know, um, you know, just stretching, you know, yeah. like maybe stretching, even sitting at the desk all day long, you know, just stretching back, reaching up and over twisting, twisting side to side. And then the grow part for me, I discovered when I started teaching kids classes that, um, you know, when we would do, we would do this, right. We do our breath, we would do our flow. We would do some sort of activity. Sometimes it would even be coloring at the end. Kids always wanted to verbally process, right. They always wanted to talk about what we had done. And so I started incorporating that a lot more. And that became that mindfulness aspect that, that I saw was really where the growth 
came from was when we sat down and we're like, how did that breath feel? You know, and some kids, you know, goodness knows with children, not everything resonates and they will flat tell you like, I didn't really like that, you know, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) duly noted. I'm going to put that down. Let's not do that again. But you know, they'll let you know, but that's the, you know, some like in selfish ways growth for me too, but it was, that's where the growth came. I had, you know, I used to work with a group of middle school girls that after we would do everything, we do a little guided, like a little guided mindfulness or breathing or, or, you know, a little guided kind of meditation type thing. And then afterwards they'd sit up and be like, you know what? I just had this thought. What if blah, 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 right. Or they would start connecting things. If you give them time to be quiet and to notice they get all the wiggles out from moving around. And then you get them to that grow part and they start connecting things. You know, they'll start telling you, well, you know, the other day this happened and maybe I should have said this instead of this or with thoughts. A lot of times I work a lot right now because of COVID and a lot of kids being at home, you know, doing school, they don't like it. Um, They have a lot of anxieties around it. That's where that stuff comes out at the end of class. It's, you know, I've been really struggling with getting on zoom and participating because I'm afraid I'm going to say something embarrassing. And so, you know, we'll work on like thought gardening and pulling those thoughts out that aren't helpful and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how it kind of started with really just like, okay, well, what am I doing? Well, I'm teaching a breath, I'm teaching a flow. And then we're doing this mindfulness thing. And I, and I'd rather than like breathe flow, mindful, it was like, it didn't, it didn't work. It was like, breathe, breathe, flow, grow like that works and I'm a big plant person. And so it was perfect. I love it. (laughs) Well, and I I love what you said, because it's true. After we move our bodies, there's that time. It's kind of like as an adult, when you do yoga and you're, you're on your mat and you're in Shavasana, Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's where like ideas or healing or growth or like some, you know, it's like, you're more open, I think to the spirit in that moment too. Um, Mm -hmm. where you're aware, you're more aware. So I love that you offer them time to talk about how they're feeling too. This is like countercultural. These kids are in so much of a hurry all the time and kind of hustling, um, Mm -hmm. all of the time that I love the idea of them just having this opportunity. Now I was hoping, I don't know if you'd be up for this, but I'm kind of hoping maybe like you said, sometimes you teach them a breath or you talk about breath. And I know you and I've talked about this before, where there's like different kinds of breath that you can do. And that would be something I think people could walk away with today um, mm-hmm. and try for themselves. Like, would you be willing to walk us through like a breath exercise? Oh, I would love to. I would love to. Okay. Yay. Um, one of my favorite ones, and um, it's really fun because you can, it's really good for visualizing um, and it's a really good calming breath is, um, and it doesn't matter if we've got anger, frustration, anxiety, whatever it's called the box breath. Um, or I had, I had one kid one tell me one time, tell me he's like, boxes are in 3ds. This is actually a square, (laughs) (laughs) but everybody can visualize a box and, you know, depending on the time of the year. And I think, I think I did a little video on this on my Instagram. I did this on during Christmas time. I used a present, right. And I traced the outside of the box, but basically a box breath. If you imagine a square, um, you're breathing in for four seconds and then you're exhaling for four seconds. And so with kids, I love to either, you know, visually, and I know nobody can see me right now, but I'm, I'm sitting here doing it in the air. Um, 
you know, I like to visually create that like edge of the box as we breathe in for four and then we exhale down the side for four and then breathe in for four and you just keep going. I usually do it about three or four times and that's usually enough for kids to kind of calm down. Um, but anybody can visualize a box. You can also draw a square on a piece of paper, especially if you're working with your kids on like fine motor skills, that kind of thing. Or like I said, if you have a box laying around, um, you know, you can always kind of trace the edge of that. So, um, yeah. Would you like me to kind of walk you through yes. that? If you will? Let's okay. do one. Cause right when you started talking about it, I like sat back and started like taking a deep breath. I'm like, I'm ready, Megan. Let's oh, you're ready. <laughs> you're ready. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. All right. So what we're going to do is like I said, just take a comfortable seat, you know, and some people like to close their eyes. Some people um, like to keep their eyes open. It's completely up to you. And all we're going to do is we're going to take our pointer finger and we're going to visualize that we're drawing a box with our finger as we start to breathe. So we're going to start with the top edge of the box and we're going to breathe in for one, two, three, four, and then exhale one, two, three, four. And then the bottom edge, breathe in one, two, three, four, and then up the side. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, and four. How do you feel, Sue? I, I feel so good. <laughs> I, love, I love that. And I love, because I had a daughter, I have a daughter that had um, dyslexia and ADHD. And one of the things that we learned real early in her life is that multi-sensory way of learning, that multi-sensory way of teaching mm -hmm. and reading and all of that. And so this feels, it is multi-sensory, right? Mm -hmm. So like you even said, like if you're working on fine motor, like even it, it's just kind of helping like the whole person, um, this breath where you're considering the four, like you're counting, you're maybe moving your finger or maybe writing it on mm -hmm. a piece of paper. Um, I just, I love it. I love that it teaches kids to go, um, inside for healing too. Like, it's not like, oh, I have to hurry up and run out there and somebody has to help me, but it's like, you have the tools. So this can be done on a crowded bus in the middle of a city. This can be done when you're with your friends at the lunch table and you're feeling anxiety. This can be done in a room at the ACT or the SAT where there's tons of people and you can't get up and leave, but you can still do this breath. That's so empowering. It, it is. And I tell kids that all the time. I'm like, this can be like your little superpower secret that you can sit at your desk. And if you want to, I tell kids a lot of times with that one, because a lot of kids like that one that they, maybe they can tap their fingers or count their fingers, you know, kind of run their fingers across their thumb, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, you know, or no visualizations are all, a lot of people like that sensory aspect yeah. of it, but yeah, I tell kids all the time. I'm like, this is like your little superpower. Yeah. You know, you can, you can, you know, close your eyes for just a moment and just breathe and nobody has to know, right. Nobody has to know what you're doing over there. Probably nobody would even notice anyways. Right. So, and for parents too, I mean, I do this sitting in traffic. Sometimes I kind of like tap my fingers across the steering wheel. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, Megan, take a deep breath in. Um, it's you know, it's not good, the end of the world. It's such a good, um, tip for any age. And I think I love mm -hmm. what you're saying though, about 
modeling to your kids what it's like, like, even if as a mom, you know, if you feel like you're, you've just had it with them saying mom, or you feel angry, or you feel kind of like, ugh, like exhausted to show your kids those emotions, say, Hey, I'm feeling this way. So I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to breathe. Do you want to breathe with me? Mm-hmm. You know, setting mm-hmm. that tone and setting that example, I think is so important for our kids to see. And I know that I did not do any of that when my kids were young. So n- no shame to anyone listening who's never done this before, but it's, I'm so glad we're telling people about it. Cause I do think it can really help in a stressful situation. Yeah. And it's never too late to start. I, I mean, yes, I'm the same way. I was not, that's not how I was raised. It just wasn't around. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not something that people were talking about and it wasn't on the forefront of so much research right now. And, um, so no, yeah, but it, it, you can start at any point in time. You, there's no, there's no point of no return, right? Yeah. Like where you're like, well, it's too late for mindfulness at this point. Amen. And I also want to say too, that there are times that you can do every breath, everything under the sun and you're still like, and I'm done, you know, yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's also embracing but that's part of that mindfulness aspect of being like, okay, this isn't working. I need to seek something else, you know, or, yes. or whatever. So it's also know that it's not at, you know, one, it's a practice, just like anything that we do, it's a practice over and over and over again. And, and just remembering, and yes, there'll be times where you're going to throw it all out the window. Yeah. Um, because I have done that several occasions. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, and you're going to forget and, and those kinds of things. But then it's always nice after the fact to come back to, reflecting on that situation. And, you know, even when, even with, you know, with my daughter, it's like, okay, how could mommy have handled that a little bit better? You know, like talking to her like about stuff. And then also by the same hand, you know, if she, you know, has to finally go up to her room to cool down and stuff and comes back down and be like, all right, well, you know, kind of where did, where did we get off track? Right. Like, where did we go wrong? And so there's nothing wrong with, you know, kind of if you want to say like admitting defeat sometimes and our emotions do get the best of us and that's totally fine. But then what do we do afterwards? Right? Like, what do we do after? Do we sit down and talk and reflect? Do we journal? Do we, whatever, do we draw, you know, kids are, other thing I use with kids is drawing. Um, You know, if they can't, especially with younger kids, they can't always use their words, but they can draw stuff really well and they can draw an emotion or colors or that kind of thing. So yeah. I love it. I love it. And I I do love that we're talking about this because, and, and that you said it won't always work, you know, in quotes, (laughs) because, um, I, I think one of the things, and I talked about this on my Instagram live this morning, I just think that a lot of times, you know, people feel alone. They feel alone. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I just snapped at my kid or I yelled at my husband or I, um, got really impatient at the store or I was really mad in traffic. And then we feel like ashamed of those feelings. And it's like, we're just having a human experience here. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're not alone. And do you want to do better? Yes. But like we sitting in shame about it or trying to hide it or trying not to address it is not the answer. It's a matter of noticing, like you've talked about and just paying attention and being like, okay, what, what can I do next time? And so I love that grow piece of it where you're processing it and just learning from it. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, I think that's, that's kind of what life is about, right? right? I mean, it's just, it's quite literally one learning experience after, um, another, and you know, it's, it's that Maya Angelou quote about, you know, once you know better then you can do better, right? Like yeah. we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Um, but then once we know, then we have that opportunity to, to do, to do better. 
Yes. And, um, I, I love that because it's, it's, it is a growth process. And I, I know I was going to say, I posted recently on my Instagram, like an ever so gorgeous picture of me, like, like laying in bed the morning after I had a, like, a horrible anxiety attack in the middle of the night. And I looked awful and it was like, okay, this, this is real life. Yep. You know, I post a lot of videos of us and me kids playing and, you know, and all these tools and activities and stuff like that. And then to, post a picture of me like laying in bed just completely just strung out for lack of a better word because I got no sleep because of an anxiety attack and I did all my tools I did everything I needed to do and um and you know and and I was but that was me processing and that's what I did as I kind of like word vomited processed on Instagram and what's crazy to me is the number of people that reached out or texted me and were like, girl, same, I'm in the same yeah. boat. And that happened to me last week. Or, you know, one girl even messaged me and she's like, I'm, you know, she was so worried because she's starting a, you know, kids yoga and everything as well. And she's like, I just think everybody else has it together except for me. And I'm like, oh no, girl. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, but that's why I do this. That's why I tell people all the time. That is why I do this. I have it's baby steps, right? It's a process. It's not overnight. Right. Um, you will get some immediate relief from certain activities. Sure. But it's an overnight. It's, it's not overnight. It's a, it's a constant process to get you to a place. And I am so much better than I was nine years ago, you know, and, and so much better. And then the fact that I found these tools and then my, you know, both my stepson and my daughter, um, you know, both are dealing with anxiety that I started seeking it out for kids. And once I saw it working as a family, it was like, okay, I need to share this stuff. You know, it's like, I need to get this out and be like, here, like, this is what really helped, you know, because how many times do moms talk to each other and are like, you know, I'm having this happen and this happened. And what about this? And have you tried this and whatever? So it's kind of like, here's what I got. Here's all the tools. Here's the hours of training. Um, you know, that I've done and and this book and that resource. And here's this. I mean, I love doing videos of this is what I found at target today that will help you with mindfulness. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Yes. I love that. And I love that you just said nine years. Cause I was thinking of myself too, like when I had my first panic attack and started kind of this wellness journey and I was 25 years old and I'm 52 Mm -hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And I've been on this journey and it's still not perfect, right? There's no such thing as perfection in this, no. like going to be things that come up. Like no one could have anticipated COVID. No one could have anticipated lockdowns and masks and all of that. And so there's a whole new set of things coming up all the time for us, but these are practices that we can use to help us. And it's just a, like having a personal toolbox, right? And yes. And just trying things and seeing what works. And, and I love that. And I love that. And I, I'm sorry that, and I've had kids that have anxiety too. I'm sorry that all of our kids are experiencing anxiety right now. I think it's, um, alarming because Mm -hmm. I did not feel that as a kid, but I also think what's coming out of it is all of this awareness and this ability to address what's going on within us without feeling any shame about it, but knowing that we're not alone in it. So that's my goal here is just to keep talking about this stuff and bring people on who are, you know, doing the work and then sharing it because it's not ours to just hoard, right? Like we have to tell people, I mean, I'm so glad someone told me at the time when I was going through my thing about breath work and they gave me books to read and they told me about yoga and all of that. And I didn't know any of that before. 
Yeah. I, I had a friend when I was going through some serious stuff with fertility and everything else like that. And God love her because she's a good friend of mine. Had it been somebody else, I probably would have given her the finger and walked off. Right? But right. She was like, you know, you might want to try yoga. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, and you know, you just hit your wits end. Right. And you're yep. like, all right, you know what? Fine, 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 fine. I will go find a class, you know? Right. Um, and so, yeah. No, it, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a journey. And I love that saying that it's, it's, it's a yoga practice, not yoga. Perfect. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and with the anxiety thing, I think on the one hand it is incredibly alarming, but like you said, like at least now we're recognizing it and tell, yeah. instead of telling kids to just shove it down, right. You're, like you're fine. fine. You're fine. You're yeah. fine. You know, which is kind of what I, I mean, like I wasn't really told that I didn't realize I had anxiety, right. Right. As a kid, I don't think I realized that. I don't think other people realized it wasn't as something that was identified exactly as much. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. that was just kind of the way I was. Yeah. And, um, so I think that, you know, identifying it and even then I don't, you know, what's so funny is when I work with kids that I know that have anxiety or their parents have come to me and said like, look, she's suffering from anxiety. Da, da, da. I, try not to be like, Hey, so I heard you have anxiety. You know, right. It's, right. it's more about like the thoughts. I talk more about thoughts that get stuck in our head yep. thoughts that roll around. Because I think for some kids using the word anxiety gives them more anxiety. Oh gosh. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, like, you know, I will tell you, it's like, you know how sometimes you kind of get this thought stuck in your head and it just won't go away. You know, or, you know, we have a negative thought. That's what I like to say is not serving us. It's not being helpful for that thought to be there. So, you know, like, how can we work to get that thought out of there? We can work it out this way, or we can, you know, I love like what I call thought gardening. We're going to pull those weeds out. And, um, so I have a lot of kids in it. Sometimes it's a little bit of, you know, working, I've got some kids that I've worked with for a really long time now. And so I, I know what, what really works with them and what doesn't. Um, but like I said, sometimes it's a little bit, and this is the same with your kids, right? Yeah. When you're working with your kids and you've got all these resources and you start looking at these videos and, or reading something, know that not everything is going to land on your child. Um, right. I, I have tried stuff before. I'm like, this is gonna be the best class ever. And then <laughs> I leave and I'm like, that was the worst, <laughs> you yeah. know, it was like that didn't land. Right. Oh, well, they'll, and they'll give you fine. the feedback. Yeah, the kids they, are will, so they will tell you and you have to kind of be like, all right, well, cool. But my brain is not your brain and your brain is not her brain and right. hers is not his. So why would I expect right. what worked for me to work for you? And so I always tell people that too. I'm always like, don't get frustrated either if this doesn't work, which is also why I provide a variety, like a variety of stuff. It's like, keep working until you find what lands with your kid and resonates. And then you'll hear them talk about it all the time. And, and so I go back to those tools a lot. So I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So what if somebody wants to work with you? Like you said, you do online and in person. So where are you located? Mm-hmm. Um, so the best place to find me is either, um, on my website, which is breatheflowgrow.com. Um, and it's just all spelled out. Um, also on my Instagram, it's also breathe, flow, grow. I'm also on Facebook as breathe, flow, grow. So it's easy. I love it. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty easy to get a hold of me. Any one of those, um, you know, if you go to my website, um, you'll see some of the stuff that I offer. I've got pages for links and resources, but everything I'm a parent. 
I don't like digging for things. I don't like it to be complicated. So I always tell people like, as long as you land on one place, either Facebook, Instagram, or the website at breathe, flow, grow, um, you, everything links to each, each other, right? Yeah. So you don't have to constantly be searching for something. It all links up. I love that. And I think you said you have a freebie that people can download too, if they want to like kind of start on their own. Yes. Yeah. So this is something I created when, um, when we were at home, uh-huh. um, going a little crazy. And so literally it's called like the top five things to keep your sanity. Oh, I love um, it. And so it's for families and there's five different activities in there that include the breeze blow grow and some other fun things. Um, and yeah, so all you have to do is just go to my website, you can scroll down to the bottom, um, and just enter in your email address and it will email it straight to you. It'll say like, sign up for my newsletter and, um, it'll email it straight to you. And, um, yeah, there's, there's lots of fun stuff and there's a really, that's a really good jumping off point, I think. Yes. And you offer online classes. So all of that's available. Mm-hmm. If they go to breathe flow, grow, they're going to be able to find like your online classes or how to work with you if they wanted to do yes. that. Yes. Breatheflowgrow.com. Um, and if all else fails, just email me. There's a contact button in there. Um, okay. straight to my email. That's, I always tell people if all else fails, just email me. Okay. And I will point awesome. you in the right direction, but yeah, live in person and in person stuff. I've got weekly classes online, um, that I do live. They're not recorded. I love it. Um, they are live online classes for kids. Um, yeah. And then I've got some in-person stuff as well. And I love sometimes you have like art projects, like the glitter jar and different yes. things we're doing that are super fun. So I know kids are, you know, parents are looking for things for kids to do over the summer a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this would be a great way to just bring something really healthy and creative in as well. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. And that's actually linked in that little freebie thing. There is, um, the, what you're talking about, the glitter jar, it is like the number one top mindful tool slash craft that everybody loves to do. And it's super easy. And again, really easy instructions, um, stuff you can find around your house. Um, it is an outdoor outdoor activity. I do encourage because it does involve (laughs) glitter, but (laughs) absolutely. I love that. Uh, well, I thank you so much for coming on, Megan. I have just loved getting to know you and just um, seeing this grow and seeing like how talented you are. Like you can tell this is your passion and you're mm-hmm. living it as well as teaching it. And so it's exciting. I, I just know you're going to help so many people. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sue. Thank you so much for um, having me on here. And of course, I know it's like the mutual love here. I'm like, I love everything that you do and supporting everyone. I've been a big follower of Sue for a while now. So, um, your constant encouragement, um, has really pulled me out of a funk every now and then. And and I think we were laughing and talking earlier. I was like, Oh, I should give myself a little bit more credit sometimes. So it's like, so thank you for that, you know, for constantly pushing us. So Yes. All right. Well, I can't wait to share this with people. So um, I'm going to put all of the way you can reach her in the show notes, you guys. So if you are in your car right now and you don't know what she just said, you didn't write, you couldn't write anything down. You can go to greatbigyes.com and I'll have all the links there as well. All right. Thanks for being here, Megan. Talk to you soon. Uh Thank you.